0: Hello, this is Aaron Weir. The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with my co-host Gail Dobie of Gail Dobie Coaching and Consulting. for joining us for the final episode of season two. I just can't believe that we have two seasons of the Creative Genius Podcast under our belts. This is Aaron Weir and Gail Dobie, and we're excited to share with you today the value and excitement of our annual planning sessions for our business. It's been a crazy couple of weeks with many hours logged on Zoom, but we're excited to share it with time well spent, and we have a very excited team to prove it. Well, Gail, welcome to a new year. I cannot wait to have 2021 just right in front of us in our future. And I'd love to chat a little bit today about some of our hard work that we've been putting in the last couple of weeks um, to kick off the new year last couple of weeks, I think it's been the last couple (laughs) of months or years, whichever way you want to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely quarter four was a lot of moving parts and a lot of big initiatives that I think at the end of the day, we realized we didn't necessarily ask for a hall pass for, uh, we just decided to do it. And, um, and ask for apologies later, but uh, we definitely got some, some really good things in the works that set us up well for um, to have a great quarter one to begin our uh, plan for quarter one. Yeah. Well, and I think
1: it's, it's good for us to talk about this because we're still in the early part of Q1. And as the year gets started for most of us, I know one thing that you and I chatted about before we got on here today is that. We started the very first week of the year with our annual planning with our leadership team. And that was three full days that we all spent together thinking about and planning for all the things that we're doing, not just this year, but three years ahead, 10 years ahead. And we had already started a lot of that work back in the end of 2020. So bringing that together and putting an actual plan together, And having it all fall into place and putting it into a sauna and getting all those pieces and parts put together was massive work. And that was only part of the start of the year.
0: Right. And, you know, there were a couple of moments in the last couple of weeks that I was like, God, this looked so good on paper. And like living it is a little bit different because it was a lot of hours on Zoom. However, the result is I can confidently say as we start week three of, of January, our entire team is aligned. Um, our departments know what their goals are. They know what the end goals are for the year. They know what our big initiatives are. And of course, there's always going to be other things that pop up that happen, or you know, issues that we have to solve. But. I definitely think that by having our leadership team get together for three days that first week right out of the gate, well, we were all fresh, we had just come back from the holidays, we we were rested, we were ready to rock and roll. And then last week, we actually gathered the entire team for four hours. It honestly wasn't enough time. I probably would have loved an eight-hour day. But being able to just share all of that work and all of that clarity... Uh, with our entire team, and and then they were able to buy into it and have a really good feel for what their role was going to be in in achieving those goals for the year.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that buy in from the team, and especially one of the things that we had to do as a team. And those of you who are listening to us <laughs> may or might, may not know all the things about our company, unless you're in our coaching programs, but. Um, There were a lot of things that we decided we needed to do. And we also realized that we needed to add team members. So we added team members at the end of the year in the last quarter. So we've had new people coming on board. We've got new people coming on first quarter for us, probably second quarter as well. So within the course of, say, two years, by the end of 2021, we will have added 10 people. So that's significant. (laughs) And a little bit overwhelming. And along with that, in order to be very cautious and strategic about it, you have to have a very clear path for communicating with your entire team and get their buy-in on their roles and responsibilities when you're going through the massive changes that we're going through.
0: Right. So, well, and we talk a lot about in our VAP experiences about how people learn the best and how mm-hmm. they process the best. And it's what is it? The why, the what if, the how, the why, why, the what, if, what? The how, how, and the what if, and the what in if in that order. Yes. And well, Gail is the what. She just always knows what the what is. And then I'm always like, well, how are we going to do that? And what if this happens? And, you know, really keeping that in mind as you're explaining the bigger picture and the bigger vision of the company to your team really helps them with answering those questions and understanding why we're doing the things that we're doing. Because otherwise they just look at us like we had three heads some days, right? Because they're like, well, why the heck are we doing this? (laughs) And sometimes we do, we're like, just trust us. This is what we're doing. Um, But yeah, it was um, really fun. And you know what, one thing that I love to do, and I didn't used to love really looking at the future. I don't know why, Um, I kind of had a fear around setting goals, but what's been so helpful is to really dream into that 10-year vision and what does that look like? And for me, I start thinking about like, oh my gosh, Izzy's going to be 20. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. Jax will be 17. They'll both be headed to, co- you know, either in college or headed to college. And I'm essentially an empty nester in 10 years. And, we'll, and so then what does the business look like? What does my daily, you know, team look like? How does that work? And to really, allow yourself to just play in that future vision for a little while as a team, I think was really healthy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not something that is cast in stone because just because we have a 10-year vision now doesn't mean that's what it's going to be five years from now. We might totally change our idea about what we're doing. I have a feeling we'll be doing a lot of the things that we're already doing, but (laughs) we'll be expanding on those. And we know that we're planning to grow quite a bit And so with that, we know that there will be some big changes and the team will be changing a lot. Our leadership structure will change and you have to think ahead for that. And you also need to think exit strategy for your business. And that has been drilled into my head lately about thinking about that exit strategy, because um, one thing that's interesting, I've been taking this leadership class that is um, really good and the first module was talking about the different generations of the leadership or of your whole team. And we have four generations in our company of uh, <laughs> of different ages. Mm-hmm. And so the mindset of each of the people working on the team is different, which is nice. I like it because it's very fresh and it's energizing to have people that are in their 20s all the way up to mid-60s running A company like this, and um, it's fun to see what people's opinions are and how they approach the problem solving and their idea generation. All of that is very, very fascinating.
0: Well, I know just even recently, one of the bigger initiatives that we've been doing, which we can't officially announce yet but we brought Mackenzie in and she's mm-hmm. one of the youngest team members that we have. Also probably one of the most creative people that we have aside from Gail yeah. and I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we brought her in on that project one, because we wanted her to get to devour and learn the process that we were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but also what's been so enlightening is that she has such a different perspective and such a different view and lens than Gail and I do. And sometimes Gail and I just realize and we realize we're just sometimes too close to what we're doing on a daily basis. We don't see it um, in the light that even our team members do. Uh, so that's been really fun to see her grow and contribute, um, have a really nice contribution to that initiative that we're working on and, and kind of an exciting project that we can't wait to to reveal later this year. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's stop talking about that. So I don't want to go home. No,
1: we've got some big projects. And yeah. One is my first book that's coming out this year. And that has been quite a big project that even just last night and early this morning, I should say, I was still editing the book um, about 2.15 AM. And that is not my norm. I normally am, am in bed early, but we have been so busy. And this was a huge deadline. And I had I still had to get it done no matter what. So that was kind of interesting to be working on that and be thinking about how that's going to be rolling out over the next several months. And it's an important part of what we're planning to do for the year because I have more than one book in my head and I'll be starting my second book in the summertime. So get ready because there are <laughs> going to be at least a total of three books that I'll be putting out and they're going to be one after the other, one year after the other. And um, the goal is because we have a bigger vision, because we have this um, idea of what it is we're trying to accomplish for our industry and also for creative entrepreneurs in general, I really felt strongly that I needed to put together the principles in some sort of a book where we could walk people through the transitions of where they're going to grow their business. And so where they start at the beginning, of course, is not where they're going to end up. And helping them think through what is going to happen at each stage is really important. So, that's going to be part of this book.
0: And I can't wait to share that with everybody. Yeah, I mean, considering I'm in charge of the book project officially, that I got named that two weeks ago, that's my rock for this quarter. Um, I'd love to actually get to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just say that? I did. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to actually get to read the manuscript. I know that Gail has to, you know, you have to get it obviously to your Gale point of you're ready to have more hands on it and really have people devour it. But it's going to be an exciting project. It's something that we've never done before in this capacity, and mm-hmm. um, it'll be fun. It's going to come out on Kindle version first, and then it will be in a in a hardback version. Well, actually, paperback, not hard. Or a paperback version. Yeah. See? Yeah. Still learning about the process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's an interesting process and I have loved it. And I didn't realize, well, I've been writing for a long, long time. And that's just part of what I do with the business. But I didn't really consider, it's been a long time since I've written a book. And there is another book that I wrote a while back and I did that for ASID. But this one is really more about how to run a business effectively efficiently, profitably, and have the people that are reading this book see themselves there and understand that they can really build a successful business. Because one of the things that has just come to mind probably because of my research is that 60% of businesses are not profitable. And it's somewhere in the range of about 75 to 90% of all businesses go out of business within about 10 years. Wow. So when you hear that statistic, that just makes me get nervous because this is honestly one of the most important things that needs to happen right now is that small businesses are going to be the part of the economy that will help the U.S. get back on its feet. And not just the U.S., but globally, small businesses are how Quite a bit of the business in the world is done. Half of the business in the world, or at least in the U.S., is done by small businesses under 500 employees. Anyway, I'm a stats person, so those are some things that I had read about recently. And and especially as we're looking at what's happening after COVID, we're fortunate that a lot of the creative entrepreneurs are actually doing great. And their businesses are doing very, very well. not all, but most of them are. and And that's great, But not all businesses are. So we have to count our blessings that we have that opportunity to help people grow their businesses and and grow their lifestyle and have the freedom and the flexibility and to own a business that can contribute to their families and their communities and to their teams. It's just so important, the work that we do. And I, I get really excited about it. So I can't wait for the book to come out.
0: Well, it's definitely a great time to be a creative because you actually get to be creative right now in all <laughs> sorts of different ways of life, right? <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people are at home managing still some in-home school learning with their kiddos. And I'm just amazed at how our team especially has just, you know, rallied and um, stayed supportive of one another and, you know, came out of the gate just this year, just really excited about the future and um, and what we can accomplish together as a team. So, so we talked a little bit about the 10-year vision and that's always fun to just like zoom into the future and I'm starting to enjoy that exercise more and more. Um, but then just to make it more real for me in, in this scenario is to really kind of look at that three-year picture of what does that look like? And it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're the sophomore that you're going to graduate in three years, right? Like, what college are you thinking you're going to want to go to? Like, where do you want to be? Because that's a pretty significant period of time. And I feel like that's kind of always the stretch that we're into is like, what's happening next? Like, what are we striving for? And so we already know that Gil cannot just do one thing. Of course. <laughs> book. We've got to write three. Um, so, you know, so we know that that's part of the three-year plan. And, mm-hmm. Um, And I feel like the three-year plan is just a little bit more attainable for our team to to grasp and to really put their arms around and understand how they can contribute to that. So it's really important to be able to explain it really fully and with descriptive words and things that have been accomplished and things that are in process for them to understand the game changers that we want to make in the next three years. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about that, Gail? And just Yeah.
1: I- I, well, what was really interesting is we were going through our process the first week and we were talking with the whole leadership team about the three-year vision because we looked at the 10-year vision and said, yeah, we're working on a lot of those things. And we looked at the three-year and we were working on most of those things. So what's really fun is when you have that described vision and you know what the results are going to be that you'll be producing in three years, you know you have to start those earlier than three years to accomplish them. So, in the back of my head, once I look at that three-year plan, I'm always thinking about what do I need to start this year, next year, and the year after in order for us to accomplish all of those things within that three-year period. So, For me, it's kind of a guidepost and it sets the milestones so you know what you need to accomplish. And I think the thing that's really great about this is that all you have to do is write it down and put a plan together and it will happen. That's all you have to do. And if you do that, it's incredible what pops up. For example, one thing I've said for many years um, is that all you have to do is decide who you want to hire next. Put it into a job description and that person will arrive. And that's the way it's worked for us for years. And it's kind of a a weird universal thing that happens that we are able to find those right people when we're ready to hire those people. But you need to be clear about what you're wanting because whatever you want and whatever you write down is likely to appear. So make sure that you're clearly writing about positive intent because that's what you're going to get. But if you write about negative things, you're likely to get that too. So um, I'm a really positive person. And uh, sometimes I have to be held back by the team so that I'm not unrealistic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think another thing, just on the whole like universe concept of putting things out there, just always making your statement positive. Instead of saying, you know, I want to not be in debt anymore. You could say, I'm going to have a profitable business and be debt-free. And so instead of like building in those like if and when, maybe not words, right? Like just really making it positive. So, um, you know, that's why I have to constantly say, he's out there there's this amazing, smart, intelligent, beautiful, kind man out there and I will meet him one day. (laughs) And we just keep it positive like that. Yeah. Well, have you written it down yet? Well, I guess I better. (laughs) I guess you better. Write the job description for that one.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, your ideal client or ideal partner profile.
0: Yeah, no, you should. That's great. That's great. Um, so one thing that I uh, really focused on in my role in our company this last quarter was painted, we set milestones. We made it a point that we weren't relying on everybody to set their own milestones. We met as a leadership team. We're like, let's talk through this. What kind of resources do you need? What kind of time do you need? What kind of budget do you need? And let's talk about what we can get done in 90 days. And I'll tell you that as I look at what our company has accomplished, and a lot of, you know, some of them are internal and no one except for us gets to see that. But what we've accomplished, what we're accomplishing now in 90 day periods is more than what I truly believe we used to accomplish an entire year's time as far as big initiatives, um, new ways of marketing, new ways of taking care of our clients, new ways of delivering in this new virtual world, right? And every single week, I would come back to those milestones before our leadership meeting and talk to my direct reports about, are you on track with this? What do you need this week to make this happen? And it made it so much easier to check off our bigger goals at the end of this year. And so I highly encourage you that when you're going through and you're doing this annual planning, really making sure you have realistic milestones and that you don't have a bunch of projects that are fighting against each other on time and resources, that you can find a way for your team to work on projects that are moving your business forward, but not just sucking all the resources dry at those moments either. So we have a lot of dependencies of projects. You know, we have, Debbie's got to write some things and then Sean's got to, you know, miraculously load some things and get them ready for setup. And Gail and I have to deliver on those things. And so we can't do all of the projects all at once. And really talking about the ownership of that and, and the timeline that needs to be associated with that. So, you know, we were just in a VIP experience last week, which was really fun. I really enjoyed the gals that were, um, that were with us last week. And we were talking a lot about milestones because even in your client onboarding, you could have milestones, right? Yeah, well,
1: milestones are just part of they're the smaller pieces of the whole project. And um that's the way that you put plans together. And i would I want to bring up, though, where you can go off track very quickly. And that is kind of what you were talking about in a way. We've alluded to this that it all looked good on paper. And that's where you can get off track very quickly is you can have a plan or a project that's bigger than your team can actually do mm-hmm. in a period of time. So while you're thinking about, the projects that you're working on, you have to think about what else do I have to do in addition to this? What's the day job? What what? How many hours am I spending on the day job? And how many hours do I have available to do the task? Because what has happened for me, unfortunately, recently, is that I've taken on such big challenges that I've had to put in some weekends, um, quite a few, as a matter of fact. And that's not what my goal is by the end of this year, because my goal is actually to take eight weeks off this year and actually take my first sabbatical at the end of the year. So with that being the case, I'm front loading a lot of that work, which means that I'm having to put in time on the weekends and work seven days in a row sometimes, which is not what I recommend to my clients. So don't listen to me. Don't do what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Do what I say, not what I do. Um, It's one of those things. So be careful what you're biting off because the book is a big deal and it takes a lot of steps and a lot of people to make that happen. And then also to put together all the framework of how you're getting it out to the world once you get the book done. So you have to think about all the ramifications of the projects that you're putting together and make sure that when you're looking at, for example, something to further your company and get it further toward the goals that you have, do you have the time to do that along with client work and just the day to day activities that are necessary for running the business?
0: Yeah. And as we went into our planning just the first of the year, Everybody has their own ideas of what we need to do in the quarter. And Gail always has her big ideas of what we need to do in the quarter. And I kind of pitched a different version of it. And I said, listen, this is all big and we can't do all of this at once. However, we can get a lot done if all, all the momentum and arrows are going in the same direction. And so how can we, t- you know, what needs to happen for this book to happen? What needs to happen so that we can tell as many people about it as possible? You know, we need to talk about it on the podcast, which we're doing right now. We need to make sure that we have, you know, a a page that we can send people to, to tell people about it. We need partners that are going to want to tell people about the book. We know there's, there's so many things that go into it. And what we realized is that the majority of our, our rocks and goals for this quarter had to do with the book. Because if we can't get that done and completed and out and promoted and begun, then all the other dominoes that are lined up aren't going to be able to happen. And there's some still some pretty big projects that we're working on that are still for the future. And, and we're prepping behind the scenes this quarter. But the main focus is the book and, um, and being able to get that out. So it'll be It'll be an exciting day when you start seeing us uh, (laughs) talk about that on social media and in the inbox magazine and all the
1: things. It will come so fast. I can't even believe it, but yeah, I would just suggest as you as a business owner, or if you're part of the leadership team, think about what your time commitments are and think about those big projects and then maybe take it back a notch and think about how that's going to impact your personal life too. And luckily, I have a very patient husband. (laughs) We've gotten through 30 years, but he is one of those people that he knows that this is a dream for me. And he knows I love what I do. So even though he's retired, I'm still working as hard or harder than I've ever worked. And I'm loving every minute of it. But realistically, I also have to be mindful of the fact that I do have a spouse that would like to see me occasionally.
0: Yeah. Well, and me too. I mean, you know, there's weekends that I have the kiddos and then there's weekends that I don't and I can, you know, grind it out with Gail and we can get ahead on a few different ideas. So I think the main point that I just want to make on this is that whether you did your strategic planning for the beginning of the year in December or November, or whether you're doing it now, or you haven't done it yet, get some time on your calendar and get some time with the decision makers in your business, because As long as you can set some goals and have clarity around what you're doing and working on the business, not just in the business, then you're going to have more of a strategic plan instead of a a flying by the seat of your pants tactical plan. And, you know, I find myself, even though the last two weeks have been very intense and lots of planning and lots of overly communicating, um, I've become really good at talking all the time on Zoom. (laughs) Um, In fact, I'm sure my team's tired of hearing my voice on Zoom. Uh, As much time as that has taken, it has been so helpful in knowing that we don't have time slipping away. And when people are confused or you haven't been able to communicate properly what direction you're going as a leader in your company, you can't move the mountains. It takes the whole team to do that. And even in my conversations with our leadership team today, knowing that we have a couple weeks left in this month, we don't want time to slip away. And so, what I'm trying to suggest is that get that time on the calendar before quarter one is completely gone. And you can't make up lost revenue. You can't make up lost marketing time that you didn't plan for. A plan is always a better roadmap, right? Right? Well, the
1: other thing too, and this is something that um just happened for the first time, Toward the end of the year is I started talking to Kristen, who's my now our operations manager. She was assisting me and our client concierge. But I started talking to her around July or August. And I said, I need your help putting together our annual calendar for our business because we do so many events and we do so much coaching and there are so many projects we're working on. We We actually have to lay out the entire year months before the year starts so that we have the big rocks already on the calendar including vacations and holidays and all the things that it takes and then from there we start breaking it into the smaller segments but you have to put the the big events like high point market or retreats for our different boardrooms you have to put all those on the calendar first and then go to the other level and start getting into more of the detail and the granular parts of the schedule. So we did get a plan together before the year started, and I know that both Erin and I were so relieved because we didn't have to do it because it was very painful (laughs) for us, and we had somebody who loves doing that kind of thing. Loves it. Loves loves it. Loves it, is passionate about it, and did a fabulous job of laying out the year for us. So literally we started 2021 knowing, Exactly when we were going to do every major event or task that needed to be done. And then from there, we were able to fill in, we can fill things in around it. So having that kind of clarity and that kind of planning that goes along with your one, three and five year plan and your 90 day plan ensures that you're going to hit your goals. And if you don't hit your goals, then you didn't have the right things on the calendar. So that's the reality. So if you don't have things on your calendar to support your big goals, then get that in place as soon as possible. And there's, like Aaron said, there's no time to waste on this because you don't want to have the first quarter go away because that's going to establish how your year is going to finish. So think about how your year is going to finish before you get too far down the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just feel like we're going to blink and it's going to be April. <laughs> and then we'll we will. And it's June. It's tomorrow. And then all of a sudden the kids are back <laughs> in school for the next year. You know, it's just, it just flies by. And I guess that one of the great things about how fast time flies by for us is that we absolutely love what we're doing and uh, we don't see it. I don't really see it as work. I mean, there's definitely Friday afternoons that I'm like, I could use a little time unplugged away from the computer um but I think everybody is like that right now I mean even my kiddos are like that when they get done with school they're just like Ugh, I'm tired of being on my device right mm-hmm. um but we love what we do and I think that that is a the beautiful part of of time slipping by but if you can have a plan as you are working through your plan uh your timeline, it certainly helps. And, you know, I think those weekly checkpoints of the milestones that the team was really helpful to them because they also felt really supported. And they knew that I was paying attention to that so that if they needed extra help or they needed a new document or they needed something from Gail, uh, that it was there and that we were, you know, we wanted to see them achieve their rock and their goal uh, just as much as they did. So Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool to see.
1: Yeah, well, and that was something that I, even the last quarter, I made sure that I was helping some of the leadership team accomplish their goals. And I put that ahead of some of my projects, just so I made sure that they completed what they had promised to do, because our goal is to complete 100% of our projects on time. Mm-hmm. and that is a huge commitment, and we've yet to do that, but, but, but we're going to do it. I am just sure that we're going to do it, which it will be a, a big celebration day for us. But So,
0: I usually am the realist that I'm like, okay, guys, this is sounding really good and not completely possible, but let's talk about it, right? And at the end of our planning, I just said to our leadership team, we absolutely have all the correct rocks, and there's absolutely no gray area of these not getting completed all of them 100% have to get completed for what our goals are for the year and we're not always going to have quarters like that but that's the expectation I have and so I was like I'm here to help I know you guys are here to help me with mine but we've got to get this done so hopefully we'll be reporting back in a couple of months (laughs) telling you like, Hey, high tens, like we got a (laughs) hundred percent.
1: Well, especially when we can hit those rocks and get those goals done a hundred percent. And I'm not working weekends. I will be a happy girl. So um, yeah, that's, it's something that you just have to think about in the future. And, and I'm sharing the, dirty story behind the scenes, but <laughs> I, I think it's important for people to know that we're human too, and and we get overly optimistic, and we have to remember that optimism's great, but you got to be realistic when it comes to timeframes, so. Anyway, hopefully that's useful, and hopefully you got a few ideas from listening to us today because it's so fresh for us, and we're coming off of that, and I had such a sense of relief today because I had a few calls cancel, and I was thinking to myself, oh, thank God, I actually have a few hours I can do some small things that have been on my list for a while, so um, that's one of those great rewards after you do a lot of really big work, really big planning.
0: Well, and I was seeing things open up on the calendar today and I was impressed that Gail wasn't reaching out to me to meet during that time. So I was like, I think I've done my job the last couple of weeks. This is great. <laughs> I can work on a few things too. So I was tired of talking to you. <laughs> I know. I know. You never get tired of me. But never. So just to kind of close this out and take you, um, give you kind of a a pack your bag moment to take home with you for the day. I think what that is, is if you haven't done your annual planning yet for 2021, get it scheduled on the calendar and get your decision makers and your leadership team now. Find time. It's not going to look pretty. Even if you have to do it over a weekend, get it on the calendar and get it done. And because if you have clarity and alignment, then you're going to be able to achieve those goals. And let's be more strategic with our time and less tactical. And (laughs) let's do less uh, flying by the seat of our pants as we come into 2021. Good plan. I like that. All right. Well, until next time, uh, we will see you guys later. Have a great year. Thank you for listening to the Creative Genius podcast with Gail Dobie and Aaron Weir. If you like our show and want to know more, check out slash creative genius or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us in a few weeks for season three. Can't wait to see you then.